Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to the late breaking F1 podcast. Make sure to look out for new episodes every Thursday and Grand Prix Sundays. Hello and a very warm welcome. This is the late breaking Formula One podcast. We are just after the first day of testing, so it really does feel like the F1 season is just around the corner. Sam and Harry are with me. I'm Ben Hocking. Guys, how are you feeling tonight? It's it's good to have some cars back on the old screen. Um, It is. It feels like it's been a like the ice age has come over and we're finally seeing the first rays of warm sunlight hit us and those rays are painted with the F1 theme tune. Yeah, we're we're thawing out. Thawing out after winter. Yeah, that's that's a really lovely way of putting it actually. <laughs> and it is strangely accurate too. So we are going to be talking a little bit about testing uh, a little later on. We're going to be looking at Imola. Of course, they have submitted an application to replace or at least go in the in the space of the Chinese Grand Prix, which has been postponed. But first of all, we're going to pimp my F1. Now, for, you, for those of you who might not know what that means, we're going to be looking at all of the liveries. We do now know what nine of the 10 liveries look like. Renault, sort it out. Um, but we're going to be reviewing those liveries. We're going to be looking at which which is the best, which is the worst, most improved and the most disappointing. So I think we should start with the positives. We are a positive channel after all. Um, we'll start with the best. Um, Harry, of all of the liveries you've seen, which one do you think stands out the most? So the one that, that is, my, is the best or my favourite is... And I feel like this will divide opinion, but I'm going to go with the Williams. And a lot of people have made toothpaste jokes, uh, ourselves included, I think, on that one. But I think it's just old school, lots of blobs of colour, nothing too fancy, just looks striking, looks good. Um, and yeah, I like it a lot. And already there's a sense that it's it's going to be a better year for Williams. And I think that just adds to the... So the niceness of that livery. So yeah, Williams for me for the for the best this year, and I feel like that's going to cause some controversy. Yeah, I think it is one that split opinion uh, across the board, but um, yeah, we'll see what myself and Sam think about the Williams livery in just a bit. And um, I mean, with the whole Rocket sponsorship, we kind of figured that at some point they were going to get red on the car, but I think we can safely say they did a better job of getting red on this car than the last time they tried it about twenty years ago. Yeah, they've, they've learned their mistakes from 1998. Uh, it's good to see. They've not ruined it this time. So congrats, William. They have got a livery that does look as if it belongs to a back marker from the late 90s. So, I mean, the back... <laughs> and that's all we ever want from F1 liveries. So let's be Yeah, real. yeah. Um, Sam, which one is your favourite? 
Well, going to comment on the Williams quickly. I'm going to save it for another category that we've got coming up. I won't say which one, but I, I am getting pure BAR with the zip down the middle kind of vibes, you know, split on two different liveries in one car, which is uh, it's really interesting to see. It's a bit of a different take on a livery. And everyone knows that I proper love livery reveal season. I'm a big fan of the design and the way they look. Um, so, favourite. This is tough, actually, because I have not been wowed across the livery reveal this year there's a lot of very similar liveries to last year um i must admit i'm a, a bit of a secret lover for just the all black renault but i'm not going to count that because it's not a true livery so i think for me the uh the alpha towery takes it just because it's just so sleek it's just gorgeous it's simple i love minimalist designs you know one block color really enjoy that i I, out of the three of us, and actually a lot of the F1 community, didn't love the Toro Rosso livery as much as everyone else loved it. Liked it, didn't love it. So I really enjoy this turnaround. Their race suits are gorgeous as well. I think in terms of race suit comparison, they're second to the McLaren race suits, which are also absolutely lovely. But for me, the Alpha Tauri uh, takes it. I think that will also split opinion. I think that is a love-hate livery. I think people either have gone all in and gone, this is drop-dead gorgeous. Or people have gone, ah, boring, don't like it. Weirdly, I'm I'm going to say actually I I'm not with either of those and I'm somewhere in the middle. But um, <laughs> yeah, God, sorry, God just it, to man. ruin your whole point. Um, I'm actually going to start by, and I hate saying this, I'm actually going to have to agree with something that Sam has said. Um, I know, ugh, almost wow. almost sick of my mouth. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> happens everywhere i go someone agrees with me just vomit it's, i'm sorry you gotta love world. it um the point that i'm agreeing on is that um none of the cars actually wowed me this season i i i feel like there is yeah. and we'll yeah. get on to worse livery in a bit as well there was there were none that made me go wow and at the same time there were none that made me think oh wow that's horrific my eyes hurt so i i think it was a bit of a middling season for liveries overall um i am actually going to insert another name into the freight i'm going to say that my favorite one was the mclaren livery um i think it was a fairly solid one compared to last year i did like the 2019 one as well and um i mean i i was a big fan of the Rosso livery and i think that was one of my favorites over the last few years now that's gone now and renault was probably my other favorite one and we don't know what that's going to look like yet so it's kind of opened the gap for mclaren to kind of be my favorite one of the lot um, I think one of the main differences visually between the cars this year is that um, the really skinny noses that we're seeing is not suiting some of the cars, but I think it looked all right on the McLaren. Um, and overall, I like the matte finish. I, yeah, I, I really enjoy the McLaren, so I'm going to pick that one. My issue with the McLaren is not necessarily the livery. It's how they've done the numbers. It's the same with the Williams, actually. I'm finding it really difficult to see the car's numbers, especially on the nose. The, I saw Sciences 55 today. It's really kind of almost not there. It's almost just lined onto the livery. And I, I miss the extra splash of blue they had. They've reduced the blue. I liked the contrast of the two there. Um, so uh, McLaren's great. The papaya is wonderful. But I think they've lost the impact of driver recognition with the, with the new livery. Interesting point. Um, so we have got all three of us selecting different teams as our favourite livery, which is, is always good when we disagree with one another. It happens enough, but we still enjoy it when it happens. Um, from the very best, we're going to go down to the very worst. Um, Sam, who do you think has the worst livery on the grid? 
I can't believe I'm saying this. I think last year I may have given them the best livery. I can't remember who I said, but I, they were definitely in my top three. Um, Mercedes have managed to put a small blemish of colour onto their car, and now I absolutely hate it. When you have an iconic livery, you just need to make tiny little adjustments, and that's what they've done over the years. The Mercedes has always looked gorgeous. It's been understated, but strong. It's been iconic in the way it looks. And now they've gone, put red on it. That Lenoi Ferrari, put put some red on it. I get they've done it for a sponsor, so I understand the reasoning why. That's all Lenoi just... Ferrari. That's genu- the genuine reason why Mercedes <laughs> put some red on their car. That's it. That's it. They've gone, that will really irritate them when we go to... Monza, so put red on it, and then the I think you won't know who to support. <laughs> exactly, I get confused. I really hope that someone, one of the engineers, has walked in and seen it and gone, "You've got red on you." And um, that's a short of a dead reference, by the way. If nice. I did it, um, so yeah, for me, it's gone from being one of the top to just it just looks tacky and a bit rubbish, and I, I, I disapprove. So for me, unfortunately, Mercedes is the ugliest car on the grid. I feel like we... I'm trying to do some quick calculations in my head, which is never a good thing. But um, I think we've got more cars on the grid this year that have red than don't. I think we've got at least... So it's Haas, Alfa Romeo, um, Ferrari, Red Bull, bit of red, Mercedes, and someone else that I think I've forgotten Williams as well so I think we've got more we've got more teams on the grid now that have red than don't which um is a bit disappointing I guess but um too much red and someone can tell me once and for all in the comments I'm sure I thought they had to be more separate with colors I thought there had to be like an agreement that you can't share the same major color and a lot of white and a lot of red are really present on the grid and I, I was hoping that that would not be allowed so um, whether they've just decided to wind me up the entire F1 community is possible, or they've just had a massive hash of things. Someone let me know, please, in the comments. What about when McLaren and Mercedes were both silver? That was also ridiculous, but they were two of the most beautiful cars we'd seen this century. In fairness, I mean, yeah, the, I think the Ferrari and obviously the the um, Mercedes isn't really predominantly red, but um, I think we could get a scenario where, say, the Haas, the Alfa Romeo and the Williams, if you get them at the certain angle, they're actually going to be pretty difficult to tell apart this year, at least from a first glance. Obviously, once you look a bit closer into it, you'll be able to tell the difference. But um, anyway, so Mercedes is Sam's worst livery after possibly putting it as his best livery last year. Um, Harry, who was your worst livery of the year now um, it's my turn to vomit now because I have to agree with Sam I don't know what it is about adding a ti- the tiniest bit of red to that Mercedes but it just doesn't work I, I just don't like it and like Sam I, I like I like their new look last year with like the individual stars at the on the rear of the car but um, yeah don't, I don't know what it is the red well, what what are they playing at? I think if they had it in red writing on the silver, it would have looked better. But the red like blob just doesn't work, lads. So I I am sorry, but it's got to go to Merck, and it's like the tiniest reason ever. The thing is, like I'm trying to put this in sort of context of Ferrari. So I mean, Mercedes have always been traditionally silver, and still obviously is silver, but that splash of red just imagine if there was a splash of blue on the ferrari how much it would be ridiculed it'd look ridiculous and i think this is the same scenario 
it's so contrasting it doesn't make any sense i I have to be honest um if they simply just made the halo like a really deep red i think i almost prefer it but they've almost not agreed on where they've splashed these slightly rust red lines across the car it just doesn't look good they did they did the halo red in red uh for monica last year didn't they yeah and it looks really nice i remember yeah yeah um, w- without meaning to defend Mercedes too much, um, okay, yeah, I, I don't particularly like it either. Um, and in fact, all teams, I feel as if with the launches, all of the lighting was really bad for nearly every single launch. And they actually look better in real life. I actually think the Mercedes looks slightly better on track than it did in that launch. But I think just all of the launches, they no one nailed the lighting for it. I feel like, I think you're exactly right. And I think what's happened is Sega's have gone, new sponsor, we've got a bit of, bit of red on us. Hello, everyone. We're red now. Uh, and they put so much emphasis on that on the launch that it became overly obvious. It stood out way too much. When the car's going 200 miles an hour, you can't really see it too much. But they've also changed the way the Patronus logo looks. They've changed where the turquoise blue flows. It just all looks a little bit like they had a fantastic designer do it last year. And now they've asked a BTEC student trying to get his GCSE to do it for them instead. You oh, know? wow. I mean, Sam insults another section of society with some comments. It's a Wednesday, <laughs> everyone. You know it's going to happen. Um, I'm going to spice things up, actually. I'm not going to put Mercedes, although I have already referenced that I don't really like it very much. This one might be a bit controversial. But I'm going to go with Red Bull. Um to be honest, I've never been a massive fan of the Red Bull livery, full stop, but they've made literally no changes this year whatsoever. And it is going back to that nose and the really, really narrow noses of these cars. It just doesn't work with the Red Bull. It really doesn't. And I, I think it looks a bit ugly. Um, I was hoping, I mean, I hope every single year that Red Bull are going to just spice things up a little bit. I mean, they give us an insight usually with some sort of testing livery, which they haven't even bothered with this year. Um, and you just see so many concepts, uh, so, so many livery concepts throughout the year for Red Bull involving white and just what they could do. And they always come back with the same thing. I understand it. I understand it. They're trying to build the history of the Red Bull livery in the same way that Mercedes and Ferrari have got it. Something just doesn't do it for me year on year. But usually I always think it's sort of a middle of the pack thing. I don't even necessarily really dislike this livery. It's just that, like I said earlier, there's none that I think are out and out rubbish. So I've kind of got to go for one that's just a bit, eh. And for me, that's Red Bull. You know what, Ben? I agree with you entirely. And I think, more vomit, everyone. I think that what they should do is... Keep the, the red ball, keep the yellow front and end and change the bluey purple colour, which starts to just look like nothing at the moment. It's not black, it's not blue, it's just an awkward in-between colour and just make that white. If they had a white, red and yellow car, I think that would be so interesting to look at. Um, and it spices it up a little bit. And I think, yeah, the red ball started to just blend into the background. Yes, technically it's iconic, but it's been around for a long time. That doesn't mean it's good. That doesn't mean it's fantastic. Jaguar was there for, what, two years on that lovely green with HSBC on it? That looks bloody lush, and that was only there for two years, and I might prefer that back on the grid. So, sorry, Red Bull. Yeah, you're in my bottom two or three for that as well. So, yeah. I had a point, actually. We really miss green on the grid. Just, we need green. Yes, agreed. (laughs) If Jag, if we still had, if Jaguar did more than, whatever, three years, 
say they did the same as Red Bull, would you people? Because I love that livery so much. I, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we did a video, I don't know if you guys remember, uh, maybe a year ago, maybe longer now, about what colour is the best colour on a race car. And we agreed, all three of us, that green was the best colour. I think it was green, then yellow, then red we went for. Um, and I, I, that green was gorgeous. I mean, did, did it have the gold tyres? Yeah, to be fair, gold tyres should be a rule. I love them. Yeah, I know where Ben Turner has gold tyres and don't get him. He hates yeah. them, everyone. I'm, I'm not I'm not a fan of the gold tyre. But in, in terms of the green point, I mean, there's a reason our logo is green. We understand colour, you know. I, re- I really appreciate how... <laughs> I really appreciate how just one podcast per year we turn into these epic designers who apparently know exactly what they're talking about. Um, and then that's usually yeah. about it for the year. Um, we'll move on to the next one, which is most improved livery. Harry, who have you got for this one? Uh, this is niche, but I feel like in the nerdy world of F1, it's, it's a worthy reason. I'm going to go for McLaren, and there's only one very small reason why they've painted their halo orange. Uh, sorry, papaya, and that is all. I'll just leave it there. It's just better. Should have done it years ago, but thank you, McLaren, for doing that. You're the most improved. Yes, fair point. Well made, um, Sam. Who have you got for most improved? Um, well, I am going to talk about the Williams livery. Like I suggested earlier, it was going to win a category for me. It's gone from being a repulsive livery. So the, the changes are relatively subtle, and yet it's worked so well. It is a good-looking car. I really, really enjoy seeing it. It looks great out on track. For me, it's up there in the top three or four, and it, it was so far last last season. The Williams looks really, really strong. I'm really enjoying seeing it on track. And their race suits look fantastic as well. It's a really good look for Williams. And I just feel more positive about it already, about the team. Something being good looking makes you go, I've got a good feeling about this. Yeah, um, I'm actually also going to go for Williams. I, I really like the turnaround that they've done this year. I was fairly vocal with how I thought it was a load of rubbish last year. Um and they, they've created something really nice. I know it does split opinion. I think this one, probably more than any other, um, is an either you love it or you, you hate it kind of thing. But I'm definitely in the in the love category. I think they've done a really nice job. Um, anyone with Colgate or Aquafresh or any other toothpaste brands, you, you all of those jokes can get in the bin. It is a great looking car. End of piece. Get in the bin, everyone. Or just anyone who's making Colgate and Aquafresh jokes. Yeah, everyone's cool. making them. Right. I I tweeted on my personal account, not the late breaking account, that I am sick to death of toothpaste jokes. They've been here for over 12 months now. I think it's really unoriginal and really boring. So this is actually a serious message from me. Stop with the toothpaste jokes, please. Come up with something. Minting Love fresh. how you are 99% of the time not serious, and the 1% of the time you do get serious regards toothpaste. That... I I am a, uh, a complex man. Yeah, aren't we all? Um, moving on to the most disappointing livery on the grid. Not necessarily the worst one, but just the one you feel a bit let down by. Harry, who have you got for this one? Uh, sorry, Sam. Alpha Tori, <laughs> and I feel like this is going to be more uh, more controversial than my Williams choice. Um, 
and this is specifically because of the category it's in. Disappointed by. There was a lot of hype behind what this livery was going to be. There was some like graphite teaser things, like the hexagon stuff. Where where's that gone? But um, I like, I do like the Aftori. Sorry, are we saying Tori or Tauri? Okay, Tori it is. Avatori. I do like the Avatori livery. It's just not what I hoped it would be. And I just, I don't know, there's a bit of me who just thinks, damn, damn it, you, you were so close to something really good. That said, race suits, love. Good job, Avatori fashion. Well, they are fashion design, designers, aren't they? But um, yeah, just a little bit disappointed by it. But that doesn't mean I don't like it. Please do not hurt me, Avatori fans. Um, Sam, who have you got? I mean, if Alfa Tori wants to send me one of those race suits, I will happily wear it literally anywhere that I go. Um, and I will document it for you because I think they are so lush. Um, for me, most, is what we say, most disappointing, letdown, biggest yeah. letdown, right? Me, I'm the biggest letdown. Yes, um, it's Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, part, part of me wants to say Rango because they just didn't turn up with a, a livery. But... <laughs> Uh, so that's not really fair, so I won't say them. I'm going to go with Haas, because Haas had an absolute hilarious nightmare of a season last year in terms of both sponsor, uh, drive to survive. It was fantastic. Um, and it all fell apart for them. They went from an iconic combination that we saw, obviously, on the, the Lotus a long time ago, the John Player Special car, which is one of the most iconic F1 cars of all time. And they are pretty much the first team to mimic that colour pattern, the gold and black. And it wasn't great. It was good. I liked it. It wasn't fantastic. Uh, obviously, due to rich energy. And they turned up here, and they've literally gone for the same bloody livery as two years ago. Now, I don't mind the colour scheme. I get that that is the Gene Haas colour scheme. You know, it's been around a long time. I've got no issue with that. But you could have just done something a bit more. It's just black, white with a red chevron on it again. And it's just... I, I was excited to see them go, let's just gum out of our guns blazing. Let's do something completely new. Let's mix it up. I don't know. Let's put stars and stripes over everything. I don't know what's going on over there, but they, they just could have done something a bit exciting, a bit different. And it's just a bit bleh, bit boring. So for me, um, yeah, Haas are probably the biggest letdown. I think the only thing that's normally putting Haas in there is because they continually have that rubbish livery. So I don't even feel let down by them anymore. It's just like I have low expectations. And they met them. I do actually. I agree with the point that they could go all out and go proper stars and stripes, red, white, blue. You know, proper American. American. Exactly. Um, I do get that. I actually, I actually quite like the Haas this year. I think it's. I do. Oh, I think ben. it's the best. I think it's the best black, white, red one they've ever done. Um. I, I actually quite like it. I, I it's actually in my top half. I think. Um, I I'm not going to go for the Alpha Tauri, even though I do agree with the points you made, Harry. I think the race suits do look lovely. Um, I don't think the car looks quite as nice as most people think it does. Um, but at the same time, I'm not overly disappointed by that one. This is where I will put Mercedes. Um, I actually think last year's Mercedes was so nice compared to previous years. The 2014, 15, 16 
uh, Mercedes was absolutely fine. It was okay. Um, but I still felt as if it was in need of some sort of a refresh, not even just, uh, not even a brand new template to go, to go off, but just something, uh, yeah, just something that adapts it uh, just to keep it a bit fresh. Um, and they did that and it looked really good last year and that the red on it just looks rubbish. And I, I do think that on circuit, it does look a bit better than it does, uh, in the in the launch, I, in the launch, I thought, "Good God, this is terrible." Saw it on circuit, I'm like, eh, "It's slightly better," but it's still a massive disappointment. It just doesn't fit. It doesn't work. Mercedes have got their color scheme. Um, if you really want to change from that, go all out. Don't just put a bit of red on it because you've got a new sponsor. I feel as if they could have integrated it much better. Um, ideas that you've already given for that. Um, just a splodge of red paint on the top just doesn't work. So for mostly the same reasons you gave, disappointing one for me is Mercedes. What's really funny about the Mercedes with the red is that Lewis Hamilton, who was transitioning from the classic Senna yellow helmet, went to red for quite a long time, maybe four or five years. His helmet's bloody purple. For the first year in his entire career, the car will have matched his helmet and he hasn't got the same colour. He's gone, oh, I'm done with red. Red don't look good Thank anymore. Mercedes is like, oh, but we thought red was cool. Sure it's like they turned up in the background button. in a new red jacket. Hamilton's turned up on the first day of scoring and yet in like a purple on Facebook one. And they've and gone, follow us oh, on Instagram oh, and cool Twitter. Anymore. Until uh, next time. With an alcohol he bought it. He just, oh, it's annoying me. It's like he's turned up to school on non-uniform day in his uniform. Exactly. With a red cap on. No, next year, the Mercedes livery is literally going to look like Barney the Dinosaur. It's going to be that purple. I would prefer that if that was the case. And Hamilton will have a yellow yes. helmet again. Exactly. This is destined to happen. Um, I think we might have given this love last week. Um, I think myself and Sam, Harry, I don't think you were as keen on it, but Lewis Hamilton's new helmet is straight up fire. Nah, in the bin. Pure, Pure flames. Pure, Pure flames. Only, only flames will be in the bin. It's a bonfire bin and I'll be burning it. Right, folks, we're just going to put a trademark on that, the new bonfire Yeah, being. I'm sure that's going to sell well. Should we move on to our next topic? Um, of course, the Chinese Grand Prix, thanks to the coronavirus outbreak, has been postponed. They're looking for a date later in the calendar year to uh, to put that race, but at least in its traditional spot of just after Australia, it has been postponed. Um and uh, sorry, just after Bahrain, I should say. Um, so Imola has stepped forward saying, you know what? We'll take it on. We've got a circuit. You can drive your cars around here if you like, um, which is very nice of them. And it does open up the prospect of going around the circuit for the first time in 15 years. Sam, do you think this is a good move? Do you think Liberty Media should get all over this? So fair play to Imola, who was ever at the marketing team for Imola that went, oh, shall we do it? And then they went, oh, who's this guy? That's not a bad idea. Clay Riggers only sat there on the back seat. Um, realistically, Clay I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. I think that realistically, it's a fantastic idea to put themselves forward. Do I think that if we were to get a replacement track, that's the right track for Formula One to go to for uh, the current generation of cars? No. And I also don't think that Imola has kept up with the safety standards needed. I'm not saying it's not far off. But it hasn't really evolved a lot in coming times. It doesn't host a lot of modern races anymore either. So 
as much as I love the idea of a historic circuit, like Imola going, yeah, go on, give it one, a one-off, we'll do it, we'll give it a go. And it's a fantastic idea. Imola, for me, is not the right track to take that on, but would love to go back to Imola at some point if they decide to catch themselves up. Bree, what, what do you think on this matter? Uh, yeah, I'm with Sam on the the sheer audacity of the, the team at Imola to go, do you know what? Got a great idea. Let's uh, let's let's put our name in the in the hat for this uh, postponed race. I love it. Um, and the dreamer, the F one romantic in me, would plead plead Liberty Media to make this happen. But uh, I'll be realistic. I don't think it's going to happen. Like Sam says, I think I don't think in terms of safety standards they're there. But I just think in terms of what kind of spectacle. Uh, would get it wouldn't be good enough because Imola's an old school narrow track and it wasn't we were last there in 2006 and the cars have got substantially quicker and uh, wider bigger since we were last there so I just don't think we'd have a great race and then we'd leave perhaps with a, a sour taste in our mouth and I don't really want that especially for Imola it's had a it's had, enough, had enough bad luck put over its name over the years so um yeah I w- would love it but I don't I don't see it happening. But I've been shocked before, as have we all in F1. Yeah, I think if you're forcing me to bet one way or the other on this, I'm definitely betting on it not happening rather than it going ahead. Um, but like you say, uh, rightfully so, fair play to Imola for going ahead with this and, and trying to make something happen. Um, I think it's a win-win for them. Ultimately, either it goes ahead and great, they get a Grand Prix for the first time in 15 years, or they have at least put themselves forward as a potential prospect in future years. You know, rather than us make videos and we do sort of circuit videos a lot of the time and we have dream calendars and things along those lines. Um, and we'll say Imola, great circuit, had some great races there. Um, shame we're not there anymore. Rather than just having that discussion, we're now talking about it now. And we could talk about it in future saying, well, they were ready to step in at the last minute to host a Grand Prix. What if they actually get a proper bid together? um a season in advance um so i think this is great innovative thinking from imola i think probably the reason and i don't even think the spectacle would be the reason um that it would be turned down i think the nostalgia of it all would be enough at least to carry it for this one year even if the racing wasn't brilliant i think the reason it won't happen um is is because of the fee i don't think they're they have admitted themselves they wouldn't be able to pay the fee of a normal European race because, quite simply, they don't have the time to sell the necessary tickets. Makes sense. Obviously, most most of the time, you've got a year in advance. These guys would have not much more than a month. So they would have to settle for a, for a lesser fee, and I'm not sure Liberty Media would be up for that, which is a shame because the logistics work. They're going to the Netherlands anyway in the following race, so... Um, it would be a shame if it didn't happen, but realistically, I think that's where you go with it. Sad. Just just to put something else in the works as well, this hasn't been like rumoured or discussed at all, but it's something I was thinking of earlier. If it was going to be another race that went in the space of China, what about Sepang? They're in that area anyway. But they might have the same issues as China in terms of... I don't know. I mean, going, there doesn't seem to be any problems with Vietnam. That seems all all OK. Yeah, true. true, very true. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have to go to Sepang. I'm sad that it's not on the calendar already. 
Yeah, well, well, it hasn't been rumoured, so don't expect that to happen. But just, uh, just a thought, Sam. Do you would you like to see them return to Sepang? I I am a big lover of uh, Sepang. And uh, also, Paris, mate, get get down Aussie land. Was that your Australian um, accent? Like no, that was my Southwest accent. Right to talk about Blackbirds, but of course. I could do voiceovers all over the world if not. <laughs> Anyway, um, um, I, I I don't think F1 would be good at Bathurst. I would just like to see F1 cars going round Bathurst. Uh, realistically, if we're going to have to stick to what is a modern possible circuit that can accommodate F1 here and now, um, the racing, whether it be good or not, Sepang's a fantastic shout. I'd love to maybe do, do India one more time. Um, and if we're going to go European, then the only track I can think of that makes any sense is the Nurburgring. Yeah, I think yeah, they, they can't afford it either. Yeah, a lot of it is going to come down to fees and just sort of the the logistics of being able to essentially set up a race in a month. Um, it, it would be disappointing. And in terms of China, obviously they're looking to put that later in the calendar in, in the year, but I don't think there's any potential place that they can put it where we don't have like four or five races back to back, which obviously from an F1 fan's perspective, fantastic. From the team's perspective, I think that's a bit overkill though. I've come up with a new idea, lads. China is now the season finale. I did see I did see that discussed actually and I mean I've got no love for Abu Dhabi so I would be on board with it but I can't imagine uh, the good people of of Yas Marina are going to be very happy with that. I mean they say yes in their name so it's That's fine. Not how negotiation works. That'll be why I don't have a job anymore. I, I've I've seen that one of the possibilities is a, tr- a truncated weekend as well. I guess that's possibly as a an experiment for the future, but if they're trying to squeeze it in, have it as a two-day weekend as opposed to a three-day weekend. Yeah, so that would be two practice sessions on Saturday and then qualifying Sunday morning in the race in the afternoon. So, yeah, it would be interesting to at least trial that out. Um, Yeah, we'll see what happens with it. Of course, understand the reason that they've postponed it, completely agree with it, that the safety of of everyone involved should be the number one priority. So um, we'll just have to see if it happens later in the year. Now, you might be listening to this whilst second the second day of testing is going on, perhaps uh, the third day of testing. We are literally a few hours removed from the first day of testing being all wrapped up. Um, I thought we'd discuss that for a few minutes. Lewis Hamilton for Mercedes ended up being quickest on the day, the only driver into the 116s. The Mercedes duo also did the most number of laps for a team at 173. Harry, is there anything from today's testing that really stuck out? No. <laughs> um, uh, mm, the racing point stuck out like a sore thumb because it's quite clearly last year's Mercedes. Um, anything else stuck out? Verstappen had a few spins. I think the reliability of these cars is is so good now. Uh, I saw Karun Chandok tweet to say they should just have like three days. Obviously, this will be different this time next year because I want all the days I can get. but. Um, yeah, for the we've had no breakdowns on day one. I don't think we had even had a, a red flag. I'm aware of no. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's um, it's not been a memorable first test. So, yeah, there were a couple of spins, like I said, but yeah, you know, it's it's testing. But you you know, Mercedes doing their classic 
would, we're going to do as many laps as possible tactic was uh, was n- not unexpected. I mean, interestingly, this time out, they've actually got the fastest time to go with it. I mean, last year we were looking at Mercedes a long way down down the timings. I mean, it's just another reason that you can't really take these uh, times as anything serious. But yeah, it's interesting to see the the contrast between this year and last year. Sam, did anything stick out for you at all? Many things stuck out, as much as the fact that testing is really boring and they should literally get like one day to do some running and that's it. Um, amazingly, we're into the 116s around Catalonia, not even on pure top level track conditions either. We're not in the summertime in Europe. The track is not uh, rubbering, it's pretty green, and we're doing 116s. I remember when we were doing like low 120s only a few years ago. This is incredible levels of speed that these cars have. Um, Confirm then that if Mercedes are fastest in testing, they will be the slowest car when we get to Melbourne. Can't wait for that. And um, it looks like the Ferrari have got this new feature on their car, right, which is they're putting bags on their car, and those bags are filled with sand. So I'm hoping that maybe they might remove those come the uh, the first race. We should coin a term for that. Yeah, that'd be good. What about... Bag sands. Yes. So, I mean, they are... Um, Bag sanding, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what we're going to have to go for. I think they are stalling themselves to not give away a true impression of how they'll be at the first race of the season. Bag sanding is what I shall now call in this phrase. I have one more I have one more thing that did stick out that I forgot about, which was dear old Team Willie. They were the first, first uh, people on the track. George Russell already, has he gone faster than he did last yeah, year? Yeah, quite I, a bit faster. Yeah, so I know that doesn't say much because this time last year they were in a complete mess. But uh, Fashion did this year, uh, last year, um, and he also he's also been pretty positive about the car. They basically said last year he was pooing himself, and this year he actually likes driving it. So that's that's good. Oh, another thing, another thing. Uh, Nano Perez, Nano Checo, <laughs> has got a massive weight advantage. No wonder he's so high up the rankings when he's he's half the size of a normal man. He did faster than his quality run from last from 2019. I mean, it's a clever strategy to go, that was the championship winning car. We were a midfield team. The team that won last year, if we literally copy their car centimetre by centimetre, it should be fairly yeah, good. I feel like we probably haven't heard the last of um, the Racing Point Mercedes comparisons. They certainly were fairly obvious on the eye. So, um, yeah, we'll see what comes out of that. Um, yeah, as you've already mentioned, the the reliability of the teams w- was really incredible. Obviously, last year we had a team that didn't even show up for the first day. Um, a few seasons before, McLaren were basically sat in the garage for nearly complete days. Um, and out there today, every single team, either through one driver or two, did a co- did a combined total of 100 laps and the likes of Mercedes into 173. But every single team went over the 100 mark, which I don't know if that happened at all um, during the 2019 testing days. So um, it's a real reminder that the reliability is at such an incredible level these days. Um, I mean, and like you say, actually, not only were Williams the first ones out and they were much quicker, Russell, I think he completed more laps today than he did in the entire sort of first test last time. Obviously, they were late to that as well. But it's just, it's the pace. It's also the it's also the number of laps and the fact that they're there. It, it, I'm not saying this is a turnaround for Williams, but the signs are at least more encouraging 
than what they were last year. Again, is that much of an achievement? Maybe not, but it's something nonetheless. Um, and just to pick up on the last last point, really, Max Verstappen, he made a few comments after testing today. He did a, a large number of laps as well. He was very complimentary about his car. In an era where every single team seems to want to uh, take the spotlight away from themselves and say they aren't the quickest, the comments were quite interesting from Verstappen. Harry, do you think that they can be taken at face value? Um, I think Max loves a bit of mind games. He's already, him and Lewis have had a few digs at each other in the off-season. Um, but you say that, I also saw Ocon said that he only had the morning in the Renault and he said that it was the most grip he'd ever had in an F1 car. And bear in mind, he was testing last year's Merck. So, uh, yeah, uh, you know, you, you got to take it with a with a pinch of salt, these comments. But um, I think the Red Bull is going to be it's going to be up there this year for sure. Because um, Max did a huge amount of laps as well, I think. So, yeah, interesting, interesting tactic. I think between Hamilton and Max this year could be very interesting, both on and off the track. Definitely a fight we want to see. Um, should we wrap it up there? I think we've we've covered testing. Of course, we'll see more as the days unfold, and of course, during the second test as well. Um, Sam, would you mind getting us out of here? Sorry, I'm eating a graph of cake. Oh, for God's sakes. Oh, yeah, well yeah I'll finish it. Yeah. Um, right. Anyway, getting us out of here. God, maybe we should do testing. Um, if you've enjoyed the podcast, folks, then please recommend it to someone. It'd be nice to get some new people involved in the community. Any interactivity really helps to grow the channel. Leave a like, do subscribe if you haven't already. It's always fantastic having around. And of course, we are starting the new season, so many more videos and podcasts to come later on in the year. In the meantime, I've been Sam Sage. And remember, keep breaking late. Sports Social Podcast Network. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.